And welcome everyone to Answers for Elders Radio. And we are so excited to be here on an amazingly wonderful week as things are opening up in our communities and we're moving into phase three, yay. And obviously there's a lot happening for our seniors that are gonna, gonna change and improve on quality of life. And just when I think I'm gonna have my wonderful friend, Kelly Smith, she brought two extra bonus people with her. Uh, this weekend from Care Partners Living, um, and I'm going to make sure that I get your name right, Amanda. Amanda Karolinko yep. and um, Holly Carr, both community relations directors down in Pierce County for um, Vineyard Park in Puyallup and also on um, the cottages in Edward, Edgewood. Um, mm -hmm. Amanda, that's you. And then um, Holly, you kind of wear two hats in University Place and in Lacey. Yeah. So welcome to the show. I'm so glad you could all make it. And of course, Kelly, we're glad you're back. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. We always have to twist Kelly's arms to do the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm black and blue because of you, Suzanne. <laughs> I know it, but you know, you're amazing. We love Care Partners and certainly a lot has been happening in your organization and now that things are opening up and we're doing some, um, you know, we're able to do more with our seniors. Obviously, um, we've got a lot of families that have seniors that should be seeking out care options. And, you know, I want to just revisit, we've kind of this last few weeks been talking a lot about Alzheimer's and dementia and clinical trials and all kinds of things that are happening out there. And you guys are such a partner with so many different things with the Alzheimer's Association, with the Discovery Conference. Um, I would say you're amongst the finest in the industry as far as providing care for our loved ones. And certainly I would love to talk just want an overview this first segment about you know what does it mean when you have Alzheimer's what are the different types and how do you serve um, serve families if you want to talk about the different types of, of dementia mm -hmm, that's if right. you actually if you actually talk to the Alzheimer's Association they'll tell you there's over a hundred types of dementia um, the main common ones that we see are, of course, Alzheimer's, mm -hmm. and then you see uh, vascular dementia is probably your second most common. I'll see if the girls agree with me on this. And then we see, we're starting to see more Lewy body dementia. Mm -hmm. right. uh, to me, that's, of all the three that you could get, that's the scariest one. Um, isn't Lewy body oftentimes connected to Parkinson's disease? It, it is, but it doesn't have to be. No. Um, it doesn't have to be connected, but um, that, that, uh, you have the, the auditory, the visual uh, hallucinations that go with that one. So that one to me is more frightening than the other two, depending on the person and what type of hallucinations they're dealing with. Um, to me, it's very hand in hand with schizophrenia. Um, as far as the the, the way the uh, uh, symptoms uh, uh, manifest themselves can be, can be very similar, uh, very frightening. Um, so those seem to be the three main ones that we see a lot of. Um, so again, we're, we're just hopeful that with these clinical trials that we're going to see at least even a slowdown of the progression because we're hoping that that's going to that's gonna open this up to all these different varying types of dementia. Exactly. We'll see something that's going to hopefully give these people some hope. Exactly. And, you know, um, we're excited because, uh, you know, we have Dr. Burnick, who is with the University of Washington, and he will be on at the end of this show. And he's going to talk a little bit about what they're discovering with, um, you know, with breakthroughs and things that are happening. And there has been a lot more understanding. And you guys, 
I know are so much at the pulse and your communities obviously are providing a lot of the treatments that are providing breakthroughs. And I know Holly and Amanda, what are some of the questions that families are asking you right now as far as seeking out care options? Still a lot of concerns with COVID exposures, protocols, um, and then one of the, you know, more positive questions, I think, Holly, you could agree with this, is we do get a lot of concern. Is there going to be quarantining? Are they still going to be able to be social and get that interaction that is so important to them at every stage of this disease? Yeah. Well, and obviously, we know that depression can escalate symptoms. Um, and that's kind of one of those scenarios that you're, you know, it's the chicken or the egg kind of situation. Because yeah. At one situation, they're not getting the care that they need. That can escalate symptoms. But if you put them in a quarantine situation, that can also be. Um, what are going to be the new protocols now that we're opening up to phase three? Is, does that change anything in your communities? Well, we are going to be um, allowing um, visitors uh, based on what the governor tells us we can and can't do. Okay. Uh, we're going to be planning some open houses and, and some opportunities for some gatherings, but again, around those parameters. Right. Uh, we want to have more activities in the buildings, mm-hmm. uh, more exciting things for our residents to look forward to, musical guests, things that we couldn't do before. Right. Uh, but again, it's all centered around the residents and their well-being, and again, it's all still staying within those parameters. Uh, But we're very excited to start seeing some more life happening because these residents started, they deserve it. They've been through enough. Absolutely. And and obviously, if you have a loved one that has Alzheimer's and dementia, um, I want to get into activities in in our next segment a little bit more detail. But what are some of the activities that families are asking about? Just mainly uh, socialization, you know, they want to know about uh, friendships that develop and, you know, even with Alzheimer's and dementia, they still have that social capability that they can develop friendships with other people. Um, You know, meals and food we use as a big time to socialize because uh, that brings people together and it makes people remind them of being at home. Uh, being with their siblings and stuff. So we use food a lot as one of our social activities. Um, You know, we really want to know what the resident's past history was too, so we can incorporate that into their care plan. A lot of music therapy as well, Suzanne. Um, Just encouraging songs to a time that that they felt very good at peace, at a happy place in their life. It's amazing how that, you know, in addition to to food or even combined added dinner table can lighten the spirits um, and encourage healthy habits like drinking water, staying hydrated, and and maintaining good appetite. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that, um, you know, we have a lot of families right now that have seniors at home. And they may be in early stages of Alzheimer's and dementia, and so many families are worried about leaving their loved one, you know, at home by themselves because they could be a danger not only to the property or something like that, but most importantly, a danger to themselves, um, you know, and that is a scary situation, again, and something that you guys have the kind of facility that can keep them much safer and certainly provide a better quality of life. So um, I want to really talk a little bit more about those kind of things in our next segment. But I really, I I guess my question is when people are 
seeking care? When is a good time to do it? I think one of the things we've seen this last year, because of COVID, people are waiting too long. Mm -hmm. So, and, and again, we're, we're not doing this because of us. No. Spend down to Medicaid and all the fun stuff we do doesn't matter. If we're going to keep you long term, we're keeping you long term. So it doesn't matter if you move in a year early or a year late. Mm -hmm. As far as the financial piece, doesn't affect us. Right. But what we want people to understand is if you wait until mom is at that cusp, it's going to be harder for her because she's going to be more afraid. It's going to take her longer to get acclimated. When, when they are going through that beginning stages of dementia and they can get into a community where they can still learn the, uh, the, the, the lay of the land, they can still make friends, they can still live as caregivers. You see what I'm saying? Correct. And as the disease progresses, those things are still there that make sense to them. Does, it, does that make sense? And so... That, that's all we're trying to say is that if you wait too long, it still works. We can still make it work, but it's not about us. It's about the resident and what's best for them. Right. So a lot of times with dementia, if you can get them in when they're in that, that stage when they're confused, mm -hmm. they haven't gone over the hump yet, where they're still in a position where they can still pick up what's happening. Right. Right. So that, again, they can learn the layout, they can make new friends, they can get used to a new routine, they can learn the caregivers. Mm -hmm. So, again, they can recognize that friendly face and know this is someone who cares about them um, so that they're not frightened. Um, the hardest you know, thing my, is watching that with a resident who's just scared to death and you've got to not just get them used to a new routine, but now you've got to soothe them on a, on a very daily basis to get them over that fear. Well, and I think, too, uh, coming from a point of being a daughter, <clears throat> I resisted, um, even though my mom had vascular dementia and it was, it was you know, increasing or, you know, a, a quite a bit um, towards the last couple of years of her life, I couldn't imagine her living in a quote-unquote institutional situation. So I was paying more money in assisted living and not putting her in a place where she could have 24-hour care, you know what I'm saying? Not that assisted living isn't, but it's, you know, you're paying for it, right? And it's a different type of a, a situation. But she had built up such an emotional attachment to her caregivers that that was also an issue because when we finally had to switch her over into a more, um, you know, more full-time care situation, skilled care situation, um, you're right. It was harder for her to, to adjust because she didn't have the relationship and she would get confused of where she was. And so she'd walk out and it was like, it would be harder for her. if She was more disoriented and her money ran out to her because what happened was basically is that we were paying to, to provide extra care for her because I wouldn't move her. She was paying like $10,000 a month in assisted living. You know, which is crazy, right? So, right, that's a so lot of money. That is a lot of money, and that's where your money goes, you know, goes away fast. So one of the things I'm excited about, everyone, is that Kelly, Holly, and Amanda are going to be with us for this hour. And in the meantime, how do we reach you guys? Well, one way you can find us is you can check us out on the Meet Your Missions team page on the Care Partners website, www.carepartnersliving.com. Yes, and we're going to talk a little bit about in our next segment about the cottages in Pierce County. 
on your specialized dementia care. Also, brand new communities that you guys have going on. You guys are rocking it, and we're so excited to have you. And we'll be right back right after this. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. 